Good morning, and welcome back to Margin. This morning, we're going to talk about the five steps to avoid getting into student loan debt. This is part two of a two-part series, so let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. Now, another resource available to you is uh, being able to get a grant or a scholarship. Now, grants are typically based on need. Uh, so you actually hit uh, certain qualifications in order to acquire uh, those funds or a scholarship, which is based on merit. Now, the merit-based scholarships uh, you know, will be based on you know, your academic um, success or some other component. And you'll want to look through and uh, and apply for those. Spend the time to actually apply for those. I didn't do a great job doing that through school, um, but I do remember many people who applied for uh, these uh, scholarships and were able to uh, have uh, you know funds that helped them through school. Uh, and and it was something that uh, that may have taken them writing an essay or or filling out a questionnaire or something like that. And it didn't take a massive amount of time typically. So you want to fill out a free application for federal student aid. You'll want to fill out a FAFSA, which usually, you know, when you have an advisor, they'll advise that you do that right off the bat. Uh, but you want to keep that in mind because that will show uh, the school what you qualify for, but also will open up, open up opportunities in regards to uh, those grants and scholarships. So if you haven't started college yet and uh, or you are a parent about to send your uh, your your kid to college, you'll want it to look into a college savings plan of some kind. Now, these plans have um, some benefits when it comes to um, taxation and growth and uh, and some benefits there. And you want to look into how you can take care of those benefits so that uh, you have yet another savings avenue, a savings approach that is favorable uh, for your student or for you individually uh, to utilize in um, in going to school. So a qualified tuition plan like a 529 plan allows for uh, you to invest in a college savings plan or a prepaid tuition plan. And the prepaid tuition plan allows you to invest in credits uh, that can be utilized at a future date, assuming that college costs will continue to rise. And I prefer typically to go with the college savings plan because it allows you to invest in ETFs or mutual funds. And, uh, and those uh, seem more flexible, seem more uh, like you uh, have more engagement in how the investment does. And so with that, you have to look at which plan makes the most sense. And if you want to utilize that, you may want to also talk to a financial advisor who could tell you based on your plans uh, which one works better for you. So with this, you'll want to look at three components. These three components are whether the plan is guaranteed. Now with the future uh, you know, credits with the prepaid tuition plan, those can be guaranteed. But of course, if it's under a uh, you know ETF or a mutual fund, those are not guaranteed. But that's the first component is just figuring out is this guaranteed. The second component comes down to if there is any residency 
uh, requirements for you or the individual who'd be the recipient. Now with that, oftentimes people don't know that there are restrictions. And so you have to look at, okay, what uh, you know, 529 plan do I want to get? And it's, you know, is it state specific? And if it's state specific, uh, you know, is there any, re- you know, residency requirements? And then the third component really comes down to the plan fees, looking at how much it will charge you for that plan specifically. And they may have fees up front or fees over the period of, of actually maintaining that plan. But you want to know that so that you're not surprised. So looking at all these options, you're probably wondering, okay, do, should I buy a house and house hack it? Should I you know, go ahead and get my emergency fund going? Should I, you know, pay as I go? You know, what should I use? What order should I go in, in order to, uh, to ensure that I don't take on student loans? And so I broke this down into five steps, five steps in order to prevent getting into debt, into student loan debt uh, during your college career. Now, the first one really comes down to emergency fund. As I mentioned at the beginning, making sure that you have that baseline $500 in an emergency fund. Now, if you get to that point, you've already paid tuition, you've already paid room and board, and you have all of your other expenses caught up, continue down that road so that you can follow those four steps in order to get at least six months of living expenses in a savings account. So the second step comes down to setting up a qualified tuition plan or setting up a savings account that is designated for your educational costs. So this will allow you to have some savings going into college so that you are in the best place possible to cover those expenses as they come due rather than utilizing student loans. So step three really comes down to applying for those grants or scholarships, going through that FAFSA system and making sure that uh, you're taking advantage of anything and everything that is available to you in order to offset the cost of going to school. So the fourth component comes down to having a side hustle, having a way that you house hack your home or you uh, utilize your vehicle on a rideshare program or you do something that allows you to have some side income coming in, even if you do wait tables otherwise, and and trying to figure out how to offset those college expenses. Finding an employer as you're further along in your college career that will provide some kind of tuition reimbursement who will allow you to get experience along the way so that you not only boost your income as you step out and and become more competitive stepping out of college, but also in the meantime, being able to build up ed, you know experience directly in the field that you want to operate in. Meanwhile, having an employer uh, help out to offset the costs. So this is not a comprehensive list, but this is a starting point. This is a starting point for five components that you can focus on to prevent you going into student loan debt, for you to prevent contributing to that massive amount of student loan debt that's out there and the number of people who are saddled by those loans. So my call to action today is for you to take a look at your options, figure out if any of these five options makes sense. These five steps make sense to you in your college career to prevent you from joining the other 45 million people uh, who are saddled with student loan debt. Thank you and enjoy your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow visitmillenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.